This is Robert Merlacci, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine here at the Mindshare Workspace in beautiful city of Mississauga, Ontario. And I'm honored to have joined me for a Mindshare Learning Moment for our very unique unboxing at tech, Randy Fielding, who is the founding partner and architect of Fielding International on the launch of schoolpatterns.com. Randy, thank you for joining me today. Robert, it's wonderful to be here with you. And we've known each other for a number of years now. So it's that's right to be able to build I, on prior conversations. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to your keynote back at the Mars Institute uh, a number of years ago. Uh, I was so inspired by your creativity and uh, passion for uh, design thinking and building beautiful uh, environments that inspire learning and creativity. And uh, the pandemic has been no exception. Uh, I, I hope you and your family are healthy and well. Oh, we are well. Uh, thank you, Robert. I hope your family is well too. But yeah. you see people, we see quite a lot of segments of, of our school populations who are suffering. Uh, and that's something we want to talk about today. That's a problem Absolutely. we want to identify and we want to talk about solutions. You know, when we think of the pandemic, we look back at uh, history does repeat itself. The Renaissance era was inspired by a pandemic. It's never been a more op opportune time for innovation in education. There's always the fear, as Dr. Steve Jordans mm -hmm. from the U of T psychologist talks about the great snapback. You, you haven't looked back. Uh, you're looking forward on the launch of schoolpatterns.com. What, what was the inspiration behind that? So this inspiration goes back uh, since childhood, uh, Robert. I, I've always thought school needed to be different from the first day of kindergarten. It didn't feel like it met my needs. It was too rigid, sitting in a chair, looking straight ahead. Uh, I, I needed to be outside more. I needed more agency, more autonomy. And so I've had a lifetime of looking to change learning environments around the world. And after building some buildings that did that in, in the U.S., I began to see the opportunity to really help schools all around the world. And, and you've helped me do that, uh, being able to join your group uh, at the Mars Center and, and meet 150 people from all over and get the word out uh, is important. So schoolpatterns.com is a continuation of really a, a life's work. Uh, and I've been gathering innovative case studies and sharing innovative work about school design for more than two decades. And what's different now is that the a key way that we share those ideas uh, was through books and a little more static website in the past. So we published the language of school design in 2005 and then updated it, new editions in 2009 and 2013. But the best way to look at it was always to buy the book and share it. And what we found in doing workshops on different design patterns and, and a pattern is something you can use over and over again, a million different ways. You can interpret it. It's an idea about how we solve a problem. Right. Um, we found that a best way to engage people is often if they can use their phones to access this 
tremendous uh, open source database. So this new website that you're looking at, uh, schoolpatterns.com, it's a free open source library. We first designed it to work on your phone. So we've done hundreds of workshops cool. with students around the world and we found when they can look at these on their phone, uh, they're able to readily uh, connect to them, identify which ones mean the most to them. We can get data, we can find out what's important to people, and then we're able to put together, we may find, so you'll see 70 patterns right here on this website. Mm -hmm. um, next week, you'll it'll be up to 75. <laughs> but we may, for a, a particular school or community, identify 20 or 30 or, that are most important, and they become a system and all together we can create a beautiful whole. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples of patterns. Uh, so mm. look at that one that says calming retreat. If you click on that, Robert. Right. One. Uh, yeah. So uh, this, uh, of the things that come up for kids and teachers around the world that are most important to them over and over again, number one would be a lack of personal space. And so that's what this pattern identifies. Um, kids will, will typically say that they're in an institutional environment all day. Mm -hmm. Coming home and being able to uh, chill on a couch is something they look forward to and need. And they don't have any of that space at school. Uh, and so in this pattern, you see different ways how we can incorporate those softer spaces. But the second thing that comes up as most important is often connections to nature. And so actually you could see this pattern, which is more about that personal cave space. The idea symbolically of those trees are important. And many of our patterns are associated with connections to nature and natural light as well. Brilliant. And, and, it, and studies have shown uh, in dealing in enhancing well-being that uh, I recall reading a US, UK study last year that being outdoors is uh, is very uh, positive for your well-being, the mindset. And uh, kids need to be outdoors more often or draw in the outdoors. And it gives you that sense of, of, of well-being. So kudos to you for, for your innovative uh, spirit on this one. Hey, uh, Robert, speaking of research, uh, I think my new favorite book this year is Annie Murphy Paul's The Extended Mind. Oh, okay. It just came out five months ago, and one of the points that she makes that's so important on this subject is that what we used to think happens in our mind, uh, mm -hmm. uh, really, research will show is just as important what's happening between people and in the environment itself. Uh, so when you talked about the research on how the natural environment um, you know, improves our sense of well-being. Uh, she's a researcher. This is her third, you know, best-selling book. When she went into, into preparing for the extended mind, she went in with a little bit of skepticism about everyone saying that nature is so important. And she right. said, but looking at the research, and she found not only did more connections to nature improve our sense of well-being and improve creativity and flow state, but it even improved conventional test scores. Uh, so Amazing. this is not just the touchy-feely stuff about, oh, you know, I'm an architect and I love, you know, nature and beautiful buildings. Uh, and a lot of educators sense that that's important. The research is there that you, uh, if we are designing a school today, we'd in most cases be better 
making the school a little smaller and putting more of our budget into those in, interior outdoor connections, more into the landscape, more into outdoor learning spaces, more into aligning our program, our educational program and our vision and our spaces so that it allows people to connect more to the outside. The and research demonstrates that's the case. I love the, the insight that you bring to the design thinking around uh, interior and exteriors of schools. It really takes, I like to say, a digital village to raise a child in the 21st century. There, you need to appear, education is everybody's business. And when you design a school, you don't do that in isolation. And, and as an example, you did design a school in the Kingston area, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. We designed one, St. Francis of Assisi, and we've designed two more uh, for wow. this wonderful client, Algonquin. Congratulations. I can't wait to visit once the pandemic's over. Yeah, those two schools will, will be built soon. The, the, the second and third school is for the Algonquin Lakeshore Catholic district school board and okay. something that is so important and wonderful, something that uh, gives me joy is to see how we have a continued relationship with this client for 10 years now. And that it isn't, it isn't just about uh, architecture, but it is really about aligning an ecosystem. So we did visioning with them for all their schools, 50 schools uh, a decade ago. Uh, design Amazing. school, design two more, and now we're actually working with them. Uh, we're providing uh, leadership, the learning coaching, as we have and our team at Fielding International. We're an interdisciplinary team of architects and educators, and um, that's so important. So we're we're now beginning to coach fifty principals uh, in in Kings in the Kingston area, uh, and that that goes to a to uh, you know a problem so this, this idea right. you know problem and solution framework i've been doing this quite a while robert and we have designed some beautiful schools that were not always used well and mm. I, I, i'm sure you and a lot of your viewers have experienced this where you've seen a school that had for example learning commons where uh, teachers might be creating uh, whiteboards to create barriers to turn them into uh, enclosed spaces uh, and and that, that's a real problem. Right. So this idea that um, you could uh, approach physical spaces or a vision or an educational program in isolation is not right. If we look at you know, nature, it is always a great model, an ecosystem. It's the connection of all these things. So the idea, uh, this learning ecosystem where you have vision and you have the educational program and you also have the physical space, all need to be aligned. And we, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to do that in, uh, in your province. And, and we're beginning to do that uh, in other parts of the world too. We've designed 18 projects in China, and now we have a chance in Silicon Valley with the same uh, Yaochang Education Foundation network of schools. They have a small school in Silicon Valley and at this point, we're, we're actually not designing a campus or space for them, but we are providing leadership coaching so that when we do uh, launch new spaces, that there is a really good alignment. Thank you for that. And leadership is so vital to a, a, a thriving school, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. With It's so key. Uh, 
it's all about relationships and it's it's uh, the leadership, the kind of culture that a leader can create and foster is everything uh, for successful learning. What project are you most proud of uh, in, in recent years and success story, perhaps? Well, I'm, I'm uh, very proud of uh, High School for Recording Arts in St. Paul, Minnesota, also known as Hip Hop High. Oh, it's cool. a name I gave them when I met Love them 20 it. years ago, and uh, it's, uh, it's always been one of my favorite schools. And I'm proud of it because this is a school that makes the most difference in students' lives that I'm aware of. A, a lot of these kids, um, at the founder of the school, T.C. Ellis, said to me 20 years ago when we met, said, Randy, if, if, if these kids were not here, uh, they, they would probably be dead, strung out on drugs or in prison. Mm. Uh, and over time, we've done three phases of work with them, from renovation to converting a new building to adding a gymnasium that also has a performing component. Uh, and what what I see there is that this school is truly and honestly is about love. This becomes a place which is a home for students. And a lot of these kids don't necessarily have a safe, secure home. 50% right. of those kids at any time of the year are couch surfing or homeless. And this becomes a safe space. And so that's amazing. And one of the things we're working on now, uh, it's been some pro bono work for a while, uh, is to help them create a supportive housing. And so the, the, site, the site actually has a large parking lot and uh, more than it needs. And one end of the parking uh, fronts on one of the main streets in St. Paul, Minnesota, University Avenue with a light rail on it. Right. So what we've done is begun to envision and sketch out a multi-story building that has a space which is an entrepreneur space, a little bit like what you have oh. uh, there. Uh, Robert. I always appreciate the uh, innovative uh, startup spaces, right, that nurtures creativity and innovation. It's a way uh, for kids. It's a, uh, a school to work environment that has some retail, that has an innovation yeah. lab, that has their uh, diverse media institute, which is a new uh, college space in it. And then above it is affordable housing, which um, several floors are small studios and they're they're really directed for most of those kids are homeless. And then there's also uh, artist housing all in the same building and it's integrated. And what we've done is created a central green there. And something we've seen is that there is simply not as much green space in communities of color. You know, all the beautiful parks uh, right. you see, there's more of them in, in, in white areas. And so we've created a green space there's a central outdoor performing area and there's a kind of relationship between high school for recording arts, this new structure and the green space and stage in between. And on the other side, a kind of retail front facing urban space connecting to University Avenue and the light rail. We're also looking at putting in a restaurant there that is food to table, that is culinary arts training for wow. those kids. Uh, and so Amazing. I'm so excited about that program. We haven't funded it yet, so it's it's still a gleam in, in some people's eyes. But uh, that, well, I I love the vision and your passion, Randy. It's incredible, and and the it's about impact. It's about helping kids, all kids thrive. And and kudos to you for making that one of your key missions as uh, as an architectural firm. Thank you, Robert. 
Um, I'm just thinking outside the box, and uh, it would be so cool to add as a service offering to arrange tours. I constantly hear about leaders going to High Tech High. I think there are other schools that should be on the docket. So perhaps you and I could talk off air about doing something unique around that in the future. That would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Uh, Yeah. Robert, and it could be in Kingston with St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. It could be at Hip Hop High in St. Paul, Minnesota. Right. Or maybe we're, we're working for Hopkins uh, School District in uh, right in the Twin Cities metro area and have just done master planning for 10 of their schools. And they're doing some wonderful things with micro schools, with small learning communities, within wow. existing facilities, small successes that don't require, a, you know, a passing a bond. One of our uh, presenters at our upcoming uh, summit, uh, Dr. Mario Chason, talks about the community being the school. Mm -hmm. So there's an extension to the school building today, isn't Mm -hmm. there? Oh, absolutely. In fact, if you go to schoolpatterns.com and and, uh, you'll see one of the patterns is devoted to uh, school as uh, or community as school, neighborhood as school. Uh, And it, it it's such a powerful idea. And I think more COVID has made it, I think has been a tipping point to making it not only an important idea, but a necessity for survival. And I'll tell you why. Prior to COVID, construction costs for schools were going up in a, in a steep curve. Right. And so if I look at US dollars, you know, it, it used to be that, a, you know, a middle school might be $25 million. And Mm-hmm. These days, a lot of middle schools are 40, 50 million dollars. And then COVID and high schools used to be 80 million. A lot of them are 120 million plus now. Well, when because of the pandemic, we're now seeing that we need major, major ventilation upgrades. We need much yes. bigger duct work. We need more complex equipment. So it went up another 15 percent or so. A huge part of the costs of schools, often 35, sometimes 40 percent of the cost of schools is in uh, heating, cooling, and ventilating. So at that point, wow. to just continue to spend more and more money and make bigger and bigger schools is not the answer. We're better off having schools that are more permeable, forming more partnerships. That's a harder thing in some ways. Uh, for a lot of schools, they understand, you know, raise a bond, hire an architect and engineers, put it out to bid and build a building. But in fact, a better solution is to invest more resources in partnerships with community and have kids out learning in community and also have in the school using the space. And it's not a new idea. John Dewey talked about it 100 years ago, but it's an idea that his time has come. Well, absolutely. I've always been a fan of mutually beneficial partnerships and it, 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 it enables you to do so much more and it's about getting the right partners in place. And uh, there's never been a more pent up demand that I've seen to forge strategic partnerships and alliances, you know, in this pandemic uh, mode that we're in. And I presume that will continue. I'm, I'm hopeful that will continue beyond the pandemic because when I look at organizations like yourself, and that tech companies, they became, some of those solutions became mission critical. School would not have continued. You know, ed tech has come of age, you've come of age, and and um, and it's never been a more exciting time to be in education. 
Agreed. Well, with that, any final thoughts to share as you uh, launch your schoolpatterns.com website? Yes, yes. I, I'd love to hear from any of your viewers. Uh, you know, could email me, uh, uh, Randy at, at fieldingintl.com, uh, or go to schoolpatterns.com and please give us your feedback. We just launched it two weeks ago. It is. Um, 1.0 and we're already getting some great feedback people enjoying it and also we're engaging everyone in discussions what could make it better this is an open source uh, library we're looking to create something to make school environments better around the world i would love to hear from you please reach out on that note randy fielding thank you so much for your time this morning thank you robert it's just a pleasure to be here with you today as always, uh, that was Randy Fielding, the founding partner and architect at Fielding International on the launch of schoolpatterns.com. My name is Robert Martellacci of the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.